Welcome to Life With Your Dog podcast. Our focus is educating dog owners, enthusiasts and dog trainers about ideas on how to train, manage, live and thrive with our dogs. To teach dogs to live in our society while our dogs teach us how to live in the now. I'm your host Panos Anagnostou. And I'm your co-host Luke Badman. Thank you for joining us and we hope you enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of Life With Your Dog. Good back. to see you again, brother. Back in studio. Back in the studio. It's Always a, feel better. It's been a while, eh? At least a month. More than that. Well, yeah. Especially how we put Because we out. had like, we went on Glenn and Pat's podcast and then True. that became like an episode of ours and then we did like a Zoom. Yeah, I reckon it's been a few months. Yeah. Mm. Well, it feels much better. Maybe since we interviewed Kana. So that was like two months ago. Yes. It was actually. And that was, you were here, but that was Zoom technically because exactly. we- Zoomed her in, but anyway, yeah. It's good. It's a nice, beautiful day today. Yeah, man. How's Shadow going? He's good. Yeah. Um, He's grown quick, huh? He is. He is. Makes us feel old. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He's a good boy. No, it's looking good, man. Your training's coming along nice. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. And Kazuna? Yeah, good. Pumping them out. Business is picking up. How good's that, man? Really happy for you. Yeah. Well, today I want to talk about approaching dogs and really get into the weeds of that. Um, Just the other day I did a talk. Um, at the Sydney East, uh, no, the, the Sydney Family Show, yep. where they had dogs dogs in the park out there, and um, it was National Greyhound Adoption Day, and that was pretty cool. And every every time I go to those talks, I'll, unless I have a specific thing to talk about, I'm always trying to get out there. And I think a lot of us trainers are trying to talk to people every day about how to how to approach dogs, especially in an environment like yeah. that. So many dogs, so many people, stalls everywhere, and our. And the first assumption that most people have is that dogs are friendly and because you like dogs, dogs should like you sort of thing. And classic, you know, we lean in, we stare at them into the eyes and we're straight to go for that touch. And I think it's a real dangerous thing. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, especially kids, get bitten that way. Yeah. Um, so the most general advice that I tell everybody is when you see a dog, unless you say he's at a friend's house or you're – you know, up in the park or whatever, and the dog's coming closer. The dog hasn't come right up to you. Yeah. And the dog's a little bit farther from you. Instead of you walking up to the dog, always good to get down low, put your side to that dog and then invite them into your space. And that way there you know if the dog's um, obviously friendly and wants to get a pat and engage with you yeah. rather than you forcing yourself it's on his terms. Dog. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I guess number one thing before that is you should ask people if you can touch their yeah, dog. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's good to see like, cause especially with Shadow, cause he's such a young puppy. Like obviously people want to, people are generally more interested in a puppy than an adult dog, generally speaking. Um, and it's always interesting to see like the, I would say most people are pretty good. They'll ask. Yeah. And especially I've had like parents, obviously the kids want to pat it and they'll tell the kid to ask me. And so Beautiful. it's like, it's good to see them instilling that, those yeah. good manners. And it, I mean, forget about my feelings. It's more about the safety th- aspect, I mm-hmm. think, anyway. Um, but it is still good manners to ask someone. It's good manners. But you know what kills me is when they ask while their hands are already <laughs> touching the dog. I'm like, you shouldn't ask if you're already touching yeah. it. It makes no sense. They're asking for forgiveness, not permission. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, look, you know, um, and and for people that are listening, if people do ask, and even if your dog is friendly, but you want to build more engagement and focus to you, you, you are allowed to say no. Yeah, I guess the biggest thing that we find is most of our clients are nice people. Most people are nice people. Would like to think anyway. Hope so. And um, and because we don't want to feel awkward or to shut anybody down, we're like, oh, okay, you can pat him. But I just came from a Labrador, eight months old. The guy is super strong, full of energy. And the dog or the owner? 
The dog. The dog. <laughs> the lady's pretty cool. And yeah. she um and she said something. She goes, Yeah, when we were when he was younger, everyone wanted to pat him. So I let him go up and say hi to people. Mm. Now no one wants a bar of him. He's trying to jump on people when you're walking down the street. Mm. So that could be another thing as well. If He's you do have a young attention, dog, yeah. Seeking the attention and developing the habit. Mm. And I can be the real awkward person. And I'm sure we've mentioned this before on the podcast where I'll have a puppy with me and someone's walking past, Oh my god, puppy, can I say hi? Mm. And I kind of you say we're training. I don't. I kind of don't even acknowledge them. Like no eye contact. Just keep. I, don't, keep I just go. Hey, yeah. hey, shadow. Dogs yeah. to me. Mark and reward. Yeah. Now I know that makes them feel awkward and that could be semi rude. I, I understand that, but also yeah. But you're on the clock with a client. I don't I, personally. I don't see that as rude. I can see how they might mistake it exactly and misunderstand. But to me, I mean, I don't know. Like it seems pretty obvious that you're a you're a professional dog trainer. You're on the clock with a client and like. They should kind of do like I wouldn't walk into the middle of a PT session in the park and be like, "Can I join in? Can I pick up a weight? You know, just do my own set." Yeah, yeah. Look, but let's just say you and Shadow walk down the street tomorrow, and you've noticed that he has taken a lot more interest into people, and yeah. he, he actually wants- does. He actually that's something that we're working on at the moment, and so for him, I've given him, I've charged a verbal and the clicker. And the clicker is always to come back to me. Mm-hmm. So, I sort of learned that from Pat, the clicker thing and like click to come back. Mm-hmm. Um, and To receive his food. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. So, but he knows when he, when, when he hears the clicker, like he flies back to me mm-hmm. and I've done the whole thing with like he'll click off a bowl of food and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So, now I, I always have the clicker with me when we walk and whenever he just like, I can see it because he, he builds towards, you can see someone coming before he makes that decision to like lunge or jump, I click and I, and I, I cut mm-hmm. it off before Perfect. it's a problem and he comes back to me good and then if i choose to then and if the person's because a lot of people aren't interested necessarily mm-hmm. so if he is interested if that person's interested and i'll usually put him into a sit or whatever and i say and then i'll release him exactly. and do it in a controlled way and show him he has to go through the obedience to get to the person which is a part of his reward right yeah absolutely get the yeah it's his ultimate reinforcer right exactly. because he'll, he'll take the food he likes to eat, and mm-hmm. but you know, I guess we've loaded that in a way that he understands that that is the work as well, and then he can have his ultimate reinforcer yep. if I choose to let him have it, and exactly. if it's safe. Totally. Mm. So let's just say same scenario. Got your click. Someone's coming. Oh, can I? And then click, and then you're starting to engage with the dog. In that moment, that person's now half squatted over, and there's no dog in front of them, and now they feel like an idiot. So when we when we're a bit <laughs> empathic, we're like. I feel bad for you a little bit because now you look like an idiot Yeah, in a way. So, yep. what I mean by that is now most people won't and they'll be their blockage going, I don't know if I could shut someone down like that. But I tell them, well, let's put it into a time frame. You do that a couple of times. It doesn't have to every, every time. But if you want your dog to be more engaged with you rather than your two-year-old rottweiler jumping on everybody because no one wants to pat your dog when they're a year old, let's just say. Mm. Not all the time. But as you said before, most people are drawn to puppies. Yeah. That small sacrifice of being rude, let's just say, and your dog focusing on you in the most important time can be can pay off for, for the whole lifetime. Absolutely. So, well, that's it. That's exactly right. And I like to tell clients begin with the end in mind. Yeah, and that's that's it, man. And it's mm-hmm. the same thing like jumping or the crate or whatever. You know, like you always say, like the walk starts at the front door. Mm-hmm. The walk doesn't start on the street. The exactly. walk starts when I clip you up in the mm-hmm. living room. So, I'm beginning where I want to end up yeah. I'm, that, that, that mind frame. Totally. And, and people have to remember that. So instead of in the moment microcosm of going, Oh, but it looks rude. And I'd rather just not be rude. Cause some people struggle with their own insecurity yeah, and all that stuff. So that's fine. And like, I don't necessarily want to come off as rude either. It's you got to strike that balance of like, 
hey, my dog's in training. And like we were in the park the other day with Shadow. My friend had a, like a sort of baby shower thing in the park and um, heaps of new people. Like he's like he hadn't met a lot of my friends and then some other people, he, he just, you know, new people. And he's yeah. a five-month-old puppy, Kelpie, very excitable. Um, and like you saw today, he still likes to jump and we're sort of mm-hmm. encouraging them that out of him. Um, and so I just tell them, you know, like pat him, but just make sure he's got all four paws on the ground. Yep. Because beautiful, the, the average person has no idea about that. Mm-hmm. As soon as the dog pats, they want to pat, and that was yeah. that would have been me two or three years ago mm-hmm. for sure. It's just like, hey man, I still want to pat a dog. I walk past, like, oh, I want to touch that dog. Yeah, but I may want to touch a lot of other things too. So yeah. I guess that's our that's own right. discipline yeah. as well, right? It's that impulse control, hundred percent. Yeah, it's um, us and the animal totally. Mm. And it's also, as you said before, when to begin with the end in mind. What is it that you want your dog to do when they are full size? Do you want them to approach everyone and jump mm. on them? Because at the coffee shop, it's not appropriate. Yeah. Walking down the street, um, if it's an old lady or a child coming over to visit, yeah. do we want those behaviours? So, it's a mindset thing, isn't it? And we did that episode, mindset and behaviours. But like, totally, I feel like that all of this stuff bleeds into like the dog's attitude to know that it has to go through you and something is on command that bleeds over into mm-hmm. the into the other aspects of the dog's life and i'm seeing that in shadow the way that i control his food and and everything like he understands that he has to go through me yeah. for everything we want him to be more inwardly focused focus on us yeah. rather than outwardly focus on the route. Yeah. exactly well there's three there's two bubbles it's you and him yeah and then there's the whole external world and if we always encourage him to be searching outside for reinforcement yep. for attention yep. for, for some form of game, then what are you to him? And then mm. if you haven't Just the got- anchor, aren't you? Yeah, if you have no yeah. focus and you yeah. have no way to engage with him, you can't even have any obedience. Mm. So we should treat those moments as, oh, can I pat your dog now? The alternative can be, if people are doing the right thing, can I say hi to your dog? I'm focusing you. But I guess the point of today is about you're the person. You walk up and they go, hey, look, right now I really want to pat that border collie. It's like, hey, man, how's your dog? Yeah, he's good. I get down low, side to the bot. My sides are facing the dog. I tap my leg. Most That's like a universal signal. Most dogs will come up. We'll give them a pat. Mm. If you're in a professional in the industry, for example, you walk into a kennel and you need to get that dog out. You don't know anything about that dog. First time you've ever seen it, you get down low, you show your side. If the dog's willing to come up to you, even a little bit sheepishly, that's cool. You can whack a slip lead on and we can start doing something, move the dog into another kennel or whatever. Mm. Having a side to the body, this is the, the, the safety side of it, is that your side there is covered with all your meat and the strong parts of your body. Yeah. So if a dog comes organs. to bite you, yeah. let them hit the, the, yeah. the meaty part where, of course, all your vitals are um, and that's why when you face forward, lean down, dog goes for the face, throat, chest, general area, all those, mm. the inside you of gotta, the leg. You got to see it from the dog's perspective as well. It's like stranger, mm-hmm. three times, four times their size, like over the coming over the top of them and like yeah. shoving a, a paw or a hand yeah. in their face. It's like, yeah, it's pretty natural to have a aversive reaction to and that. If, and if the dog's had success in the past of biting mm. or barking or lunging yeah. and then that person backs up Retreating. real quick, yeah. well, then he becomes reinforced. reinforced. He'll yeah. continue to do that. The old school thing is you put your hand in front of the dog's nose for him to smell you. He can smell you from your 10 kilometers away. He knows you're there. <laughs> yeah. Putting your hand out. Now, even if I go to the side, I will put the hand out. That does kind of... But I'm not putting it into his face yeah, though, yeah, yeah. right? So the hand out is nice. It gives him something to do. If you're going to pat a dog... And if the dog looks a little bit unsure, not over the top of the head, but underneath the jowls, like down the neck. Yeah. Is a little, so then if the dog needs to move away, he can move away quickly. Yeah. We're on the top You're of the head. behind his eyes. Yeah. He's going to go straight. So yeah. I got bitten last week. Um, the bulldog. Yeah. Bulldog yeah. was completely sweet with me. We're engaging, like doing a, training. Just a, like an English bulldog? Or? English bulldog. Yeah. yeah. Big, strong guy. He's about yeah. three years old. And um, 
Now they failed to tell me that he had a couple of goes at the he had vet. A history, yeah. um, be- and I don't think he actually bit like contact, but because he has like issues with his like face and stuff. Yeah. So they, you know, forcing cream on him and trying to clean out that yeah, little yeah, fold yeah. there, yeah. pretty gross. Um, so he doesn't like that. And fair enough, which is cool and yeah. um, we- completely sweet. So what I did, wrong thing to do. Obviously, yeah. is <laughs> lady was holding the lead, and I just went over to show him how to adjust the collar when the martingale starts slipping down, how to f- pull it up. And as soon as I went for the collar, boom, Manager. it went for my finger, and yeah. I'm like, God damn it! So I held that space out. I didn't want him to me to fully run away from him, yeah. but I stood around dripping with blood. I'm like, Hey, chill! And they're like, Oh my god, what's happening? I'm like, just be cool, it's all right. <laughs> I still continued. I gave him a couple of treats. Um, I didn't go right back for the collar again, but I did in the next like minute or two, mm. I handled the dog and I started to kind of work a little bit on that yeah. and give him some desensitization technique. However, a classic, what I do straight away, I just put my hand onto his collar. Yeah. So what's the lesson here? Like even the, the, you know, decade in the game dog trainer, like we all make mistakes. hundred percent. You know Every I mean? time you get bitten, it's your bad. Yeah. Unless you're walking down the street and dogs come and attack you to hunt you down. Yeah. You're just wrong place, wrong That's time. That's like fucking rare. That's not happening. Yeah. Well, it's not, it's very, very rare. Yeah. It's pretty see. rare. Where, um, but if I'm going to go, so just, Two, day, two weeks ago, I was driving through Padstow to go to a session. There's a little dog. That week, I saw two stray dogs that mm. I saved. So, one of them just walking on the street. So, same sort of thing, a little chihuahua thing. I went up, I'm like, hey, buddy. I was kind of following him a little bit. He's a bit like, who the hell is this person following mm. me? I just got down low. I sat on the ground and um, just like, hey, pop, 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 pop. And she eventually came up. I put the sleep lid on. Up, and then yeah. two minutes later, someone popped up and said, like, oh, it's my dog. I'm like, here you go. So, I, I let the dog come to me. Otherwise, chasing the dog. Like, if you want to get that dog on the lead, chasing him isn't going to really Worst help. Thing, he's yeah. got four legs. you got yeah. two. Yeah. Um, and he's in know, prey mode. He goes fast, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, when he's flighting, you'll- And I've actually- When I worked at the um, Sydney Dogs and Cats home, I- It was one of the hottest days of the year sort of thing. And the dog slipped out through the double gate system because people didn't shut the freaking gates. Mm. So, then I'm like, I'm going. So, I'm running. Six blocks. I'm just chasing this dog full speed. Um, I still ended up catching him. I cornered him into the into the um the someone's driveway. Yeah, and I went for it. This little Jack Russell, he just had a lot of courage. I, as I went up close to him, he just ran, ran, jumped to bite me, and I'm like, ah. <laughs> so anyway, the Rangers ended up getting him like a day and a half later. But after that happened, I um hottest day of the year and I started getting really cold, shivering. I was pale. Yeah. And I'm like, what's wrong with you? I went home and I ended up having heat exhaustion because yeah, I chased right. that dog so far. Wow. And um, my body just tripped out. Something must have been happening to with me. So, chasing the dog is not going to help. Um, but inviting your dog into your space, super important. Um, look after yourself. If your dog looks scared, we've talked about before, no touch, no talk, no eye contact. It, that's the classic example um, example of what ignoring is. We're staring the dog into the eye, trying to touch them. Mm. It, it, it always is bad news. And we talked about in the babies and dogs episode that seven out of ten children that get bitten by dogs happen in their own home. So talking about that and how kids should approach dogs and how you should manage dogs when people come over mm. is really important as well because – Little Billy may be so, um, so conditioned and used to putting his Labrador in a headlock and giving him a noogie and have a, a mutual wrestle. Mm. What happens when he sees another Labrador? Is he going to expect the same sort of treatment or should he treat that dog in the same way? If the dog's on his bed, should the child go running up and trying to touch them and things mm. like that? So um, teaching children this is always really important. Um, just give them a good foundation in it. Yeah, it should be just as just like how we teach children across roads. Mm. We stop, we look left and right, we look left and right again, hold mum's hand, you cross the road. Mm. You know, it has to be so – and children are um, asking. And there are times as well where I'll be with my own dogs and people are like, 
can I say hi to your dog? And I get my dogs to do something. So yeah. I'm like, yeah, hold on a second. I told them to sit. Position, yeah. And then, then I'll say, okay. To, so that way there, as you said before, they have some form of obedience to work towards it. My dog's not so much anymore. I don't really have to do so much. Yeah. But there are times when Nookie wants to jump up onto a kid and say hi because that's just her ultimate yeah. weakness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Children are the most exciting thing yeah. in the world. So and you got and like, like end of the day, these aren't robots. They're dogs. They're yeah. like sentient creatures with their own minds and motivations and, you know, preferences. Mm-hmm. So like yeah, like Nookie's weakness is little kids. She loves kids, right? Mm-hmm. So but you show her the reinforcer she can get to it through through obedience. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So we do that at home when the kids are playing around the yard. We just send Nookie to her bed. After five minutes, we can release her and she comes to him in a nicer, calmer state yeah. of mind. But also there's times where I won't let her get the pat from the child because of that exact reason. That's where I'll come off as being the the bad guy. Yeah, like, yeah. oh, can we pat? And it's like, not today because she's in training and I'm trying to teach her. Something. So one thing as well when we're walking down the street and we're getting to like how dogs should interact in a moment, but the same sort of thing is that we say, people ask, oh, can they say hi? And then, or can I say hi to your dog? And in that moment, you have to, try to keep your dialogue less because like, look, she's in training and blah, blah, blah. And we start going down this whole conversation. They're like, don't worry, I'm good with dogs. Like there's too many, better to be short, sharp and clear by two ways. Sometimes as we're walking, someone's coming up, I go, Nookie, bit of pressure, do the name game, reward and, and then start to talk. Oh, excuse me, she's a bit unsure of people or, you know, I'm trying to teach you not to or in this case scenario, it's not appropriate, whatever, whatever. Um, or what we do is we, try to do obedience first, but like cut them off with our body language. Cause a lot of times, as soon as you give eye contact to somebody looking at your dog, yeah. you've already invited yeah, them yeah, yeah. where if you see, and sometimes you may not be in the mood. You want to walk down the street. You've had a real crappy day. Well, do you stop and talk to everyone? It's, it's funny, right? Cause it's like, it's, it's like having the dog is like an open invitation for every Johnny just to yeah. walk past and be like, can I touch your dog? Yeah. And if I were, if I was just by myself, no dog, then no one really wants to know about yeah, you. you know what exactly. I mean? so That'd like, be weird, right? So why is it different just because I've got a dog? I mean, I know the answer to that question, but I'm also thinking like- You may like, have a real pretty girlfriend pass- walking down the street because yeah. like, can I touch a girlfriend? It's like, <laughs> no, what the hell? Yeah. And yeah, I think it's weird that we want to touch animals. It's kind of weird, right? Yeah. Like you don't go to the zoo and go, I really want to, well, maybe you do want to touch a tiger. Mm. It would be nice, but you don't have that reaction if you see them. Mm. Out and about, which, where would you see them? But you get my point. Mm. Why touch something that has teeth and you want to- you know, like I think it's it's just cultural conditioning. It's because dogs are like the Mali and me, you know, it's mm. the it's a cute sort yeah. of Yeah. And definitely especially in the last twelve months, like a lot of people are getting dogs as well. Yep. And I guess just that whole rolling ball of social media and culturally dogs are more ingrained into our lives now, mm-hmm. you know, like twenty years ago wasn't really a thing to have a dog trainer like no probably as rare. much you know yeah um just tie the thing up out in the yard and 100 percent it be and if of. there was trainers it was for more extreme stuff or, or yeah, sports, like the sports stuff yeah, you know yeah. where or now pol- um, working exactly military police security well, like, yes. stuff that glenn used to train like scent and all that kind of security yeah. and that kind of stuff but pet dog training i guess it, there's no real market yeah, for it there yeah. was but it was growing it's but growing now of course now, the last decade exponentially and crazy. in the last like the COVID generation now that we're talking about, Ridiculous. right? Um, yeah, everyone's like, hey, I just got a dog and it's poorly socialized. Yeah. <laughs> and exactly what Glenn predicted yeah. a year ago. Yeah. You know? Which is, um, it's exciting. It's good. But also we're starting to see now like, you know, teeing up with some clients or like seeing how they're going. It's like, oh, the dog's not with us anymore. We've rehomed him. Mm. Situations change. And now we're starting to see the backlash of that, which is unfortunate. Mm. I was hoping that we wouldn't see it, but it was only destined Human to be. Human nature, man. So, um. One thing that reminded me is talking like that, we're at a seminar and there's lots of 
working dogs there and there's like more serious dogs than others. And so those are the environments there where I, I feel personally it's more important to do the exact same, follow the same rules. So, and I remember someone commented, so um, Kat Saunders from um, the canine company, she saw me, she's like, there was this one little comment that stuck in my head. I was walking towards the bathroom, someone had their Malinois. I'm like, oh, like, cool dog. And, and I'm like, is your dog friendly? I'm like, yeah, cool. I'm like, oh, like, you know, and I just gave that space. There was like, I was looking at the dog. I was at a good distance. The dog was on the lead. And I'm like, oh, like, you know, can I say hi or whatever? And or can, is a dog appropriate to say hi? And I invited to my space and gave Pat not a big deal. And that was it. And Cat was walking past going, oh my God, I love that. How about something so small, but it just reinforces you to say that, oh yeah, that's just my habit. That's not me trying to do anything except for, is not the way you say hi to dogs? Let them, yeah. like, if I want to say hi to you, I'll offer my hand. Now it's nice that we can shake hands again. Well, I guess it's more socially acceptable. <laughs> like I shake your hand, how are you going? Before I could touch you or even come into your house. So I think it's the same sort of thing with dogs. There has to be an etiquette. There has to be yeah, absolutely. more there's universal. Manners and there's like a social etiquette around it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that as well as then we should talk about how dogs should interact with other dogs because mm. that's that like Yeah, introducing two dogs. It just does my head in. Like, so we've talked about it before and actually people have been listening, loving that episode about you know, meet out the front. Mm. Like if you want to get more in, like listen How to that. How to introduce two dogs for the first time. It's, yeah. it's quite an old one, I think. I they had no number for that one, I think. Yeah, that's pretty old. Way. It's yeah. like, yeah, it's way back. Way back there. So you can find that anyway. But um, if you're out on the street, so this is what I said when we're at dogs in the park, there's lots of dogs everywhere. Like, I mean- A lot. Heaps in a very small space. Because everyone's showed up with a dog. Yeah, it was like, and it was fun. It's, yeah. it's, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. That's what it's about, right? But it's- Kind of Chaos, stressy too. Yeah. Like there's too much going on. As a on. dog trainer, you're like, oh. I'm like, oh, what are you doing? So like actually everything went really well. The time that I was there, I was there from like 10 to 1 and um, and there was no dramas. Mm -hmm. There was a couple of dogs kind of having a little go at each other, but I think it was just overexcitement. But um, what's really important, so this comes back to something that I've probably mentioned as well. I was walking down the street the other day, well, a couple months ago, and I was in a mood. I couldn't be bothered. Didn't mm -hmm. want to deal with anybody. Mm -hmm. It was a big fat day. I was walking my dogs down the street and there was a lady who was walking her dog and she was talking to a dog, asking the dog, oh, do you want to go and say hi? And I'm like- oh, Waiting for go. its response. So Now, there's two theories I have on this one, but one of them is, first of all, she genuinely thinks her dog can understand her so they can go say hi. Number two is because she can't control her dog around other dogs, it's easier for her to just ask a dog, do you want to go say hi and let her dog jump on my dogs. Because it's a foregone conclusion. Just to get it yeah, out of yeah, the way yeah. so they continue walking. Yeah. So, as I'm walking, like, I can hear it, but I'm like, oh, gosh. So And this dog wasn't like big. It was like a shih tzu or something, yeah. but bigger than Nookie anyway. Mm -hmm. And Spade's not interested and and I'm not interested. And then Nookie's like, oh, I don't think it jumped on again. This sucks. So, as I'm walking, I'm like, oh, excuse me. Like, hand it went out. I'm like, excuse me, oh, no very thanks. Very aggressive of you. So aggressive, right? Yeah. I'm like, oh, she's not a. I'm like, no, thank you, no thanks. And she goes, oh, they only want to say hi. I'm like, yeah, yeah, but it's just not appropriate right now. But thank you. Like, I was trying to be nice. I think we've talked about this in the past. You yeah. say like, it's it's probably just easier to lie and be like, she's ag she's aggressive. Yeah, yeah it is. So and much it's easier. like, why get in? It, like you were saying, you know, before, if you say, oh, we're in training, it, and it's like this unfurling a ball of string yeah. or pulling a thread, you know, mm -hmm. from a jumper. But it's like, if you just be like, oh, she, she'll bite. Yeah. yeah. And then they'll just, they'll just keep going. And in street education, people are mm. like, oh, dogs bite. I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, they've got teeth. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, now she goes really cut. Like the lady's like, oh my God, that's so ridiculous. Really? Yeah. yeah Where like, was this? Um, this was just in my area. There was another one that was even more extreme walking the Esplanade in Cronulla and lady had a um, Burmese mountain People need dog. to stay in their lane a bit, I think, sometimes. People are just too entitled and yeah. they just get offended too easily. Yeah. So we're walking and- Thank you. Have a good day. Oh, yeah, just, just keep smile going. and yeah, just yeah. not- Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, 
Especially if you're in like a company shirt or something, you're like, oh, thank you, Baba. Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or just turn around and make space. But um, yeah, we're walking, same sort of situation. Ladies' dog turned around. The Esplanade's obviously very busy. And we'll, I was with a couple of clients and the dog went to go straight up into the dog's face, which Rocky was okay, but still was a bit questionable whether he was going to react or not. I'm like, oh, excuse me, keep your dog away from our dog. Thanks, though. Like exactly how I just said it. Is that how I said it to her? Assertively, but calm and fair. And she's like, oh, it's ridiculous. I'm like, well, will you, like, okay, you just don't know if this dog's aggressive to like let your dog just run full speed. You know? And she goes, aggressive. If he's aggressive, he shouldn't be here, oh, here and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, that's, that's okay. I'm like, no worries. Just keep walking and I'll walk here and we're good. That's exactly what I said. Yeah. And then- It's like Pandora's box, right? Yeah. Like you were saying, like it's it's you get into this whole thing and it's we like- Unravel all of her, what happened in her past, what yeah. happened here. I've been re- like, man, we're not interested in any of that. Mm. We just don't want any dogs fighting. And anyway, what- we're walking here. We don't stop to say hi to the for the dogs. Like everyone's going to get all held up. It's just not. It's a very inappropriate place to be mm. stopping to say hi. And um, anyway, and as I, as she was walking in front of me, like two three meters in front, she's like, "This bloke's ridiculous. What a fool! What like she's full screaming." And I'm like, and I go to Aunt. I'm like, just don't worry. And she's so like, who? Sorry, I'm a client. Oh yeah. And she's yeah, like, yeah. oh, and she's getting so worked up. I'm yeah, like, don't yeah. worry, it's all good. I go, it's. Whatever, and I was just, and she's hilarious because she always quote the podcast. Do you, you want to you know, tell you a funny story? Tell I was um, with a client, and we, and she's got a beautiful border, border collie, like Cassie, six, seven months old, little pup, and we pra- we're learning loose leash walking, you know, on the Martingale, and um, this dude in their street comes up, and he's got a kelpie on like those really hectic harnesses, you know, the ones with the handle on the back. Yep, it's like it looks like a fucking suitcase or like a military working dog harness. Yep. And he's like, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Oh, he's like, this this harness is great. Yeah, I got this. For, someone told me about this. And like, when they pull, you just hold the handle. And I, I'm just like, smi- like smiling through gritted teeth. And they're yeah. like, yeah, thanks. Like, okay, have a good thanks. day. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, everyone just fought. Like, yeah. mind your business, man. Like, exactly. no one asked you. Well, it's like it's an extension of their social life, right? The dog yeah. kind of brings all their joy in their life, and which is awesome. It's why we do what we do is because yeah. dogs do enhance us. But then, tell you what, if costs- you teach your dog not to pull, then they then I don't need a handle, right? Hundred percent. Yeah, anyway. you know, ah, it's look the, the the rabbit hole goes and yeah. goes. This is goes. this is this is dogs. This, I mean, the dog industry, right? So it, it and is look what and it what is. annoys us and like and that's another thing as well is that we get so like we've spoken about this before and and I have to always catch myself out is that especially with an instance happening with my mate at the moment, his dog, and it's like um, you tend to see dogs as things that need to be fixed rather yeah. than appreciating dogs for what they are. I think are. that was a good lesson for me to learn early, hearing you say that before yeah. I became a, a trainer and and being really conscious of that because obviously when someone calls you on some level, they're like, I have a problem, mm-hmm. I need it fixed, and that's the sales process like because they, have a, they need a problem, right? Otherwise, they wouldn't call you. Yeah. Um, but a dog's not a car. Yeah, a dog's not a pair of jeans. Mm-hmm. Like it's a, like we said, it's a sentient being, mm-hmm. and so they're not. Yeah, you, I, I try and keep that front of mind. I, I always hear you saying that in my head. Like they're not something to be fixed. Well, someone will have be a car enthusiast and be like, "Just a car? What are you talking about, bro? Yeah. This is my baby." You know, like there's there's attachment we hold to it. Of course, yeah. dogs are more alive than a car is, but it's a it's still it's something that you got to realize and look back and go, "Oh yeah." What what our dog's teaching us? Why do we have a dog? You know, what is it that these people have a dog for and they want? And then also 
then the expectations of how quick someone should fix their dog. Oh, mm. I had a trainer. We saw him three times. They're still doing the same thing. Mm. And what are the variables to that? What's the competency of the trainer? Have how you been doing the, the work? What's the dog? Like, you know, there's a million things. And it's... um. And it still comes down to our emotion, our attachment to it, you know? And we have to remember, for me, the attachment is, oh, well, like, oh, Panos can fix any dog. When people, like my mates say that, I'm like, bro, you got to like stop saying that yeah. shit. It fucking annoys me. First of all, I don't want any of it to go to my head mm. because, yeah, I like what I do and I find success in what I do. But it's, but it's also not a realistic thing to say. It's it's yeah. very bad because, and you can get that caught in your head. Yeah. You can get a dangerous place to be in, in anything that you do. And, um, and yeah, anyway, so like when you walk down the street, you have to remember those things. Yeah, of course, we want order and structure. But then it's like, I didn't get a dog so he can like blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, you get a dog so he can play with every other dog. Like our dog should be so it can serve our family, our mm. pack. It's, we it's, are the pack, yeah. You know, it's- um. So, yeah, so when we walk down the street, we I prefer my dog to be more focused on me and to listen to me rather than to play with other dogs. So It's probably a good segue for anyone who hasn't listened to the loose leash walking episode, like uh, structured walking. yes. Why do we walk our dogs on the left-hand side? For this exact reason. Mm -hmm. So, when I pass some random Jono on the street, my dog is on the outside. And if mm -hmm. I choose to keep moving and, and, and heal him straight past that person, he's as far away as possible from the other dog. Exactly. And well, in Australia, on the left-hand side. Yeah. So, yeah. Dogs on the left. dogs on the outside. Yeah. So, if you're in Europe and I had that experience with, with my brother-in-law's dog, so dogs on that side. So, basically, but also with, with reactivity and dogs wanting to say hi to other dogs is- we're not going to correct them for trying to say hello to a dog or lunging at a dog or barking at the dog. We're correcting him and reinforcing him for following- Or breaking the or rules. Or breaking the yeah. rules of the walk. The rules of the walk are as such, stay on the left-hand side, stay in line with me. If I stop, you stop. Sit means you sit. Okay, we walk. And that way, our dogs are in a rhythm. And then if it's an appropriate situation, you meet your friends out the front with your dog, go for a walk, go to the park, put them on a long lead or come back to the house, put them in the yard. That's when they can say hello to each other. Mm. Now, not to mention that when we when we were at dogs in the park and there was dogs that came up and Nookie said hi to a dog, I was stationary. We can't like there's some places where you have to lack some of your rules because there there was a very small square meter region. Yeah, there's sure. like lots of dogs everywhere. Yep. And you're having to assume that the dogs are friendly, but just someone could have got a dog yesterday and not know any of the dog's history. So, you know, it is, it's kind of an iffy thing and you're kind of playing Russian roulette every time you let your dog just run up to say hi to dogs, but there has to be a little bit of a structure around it. Like, what is it that you want your dog to do? And don't be upset if somebody says, hey, my dog isn't friendly or my dog's really friendly and actually I'm trying to teach him not to engage with other dogs. Yeah. I think that should be a normal thing and that's why we want to talk about Normalizing this. it. And like that's kind of half the point of this podcast in the first place is like just ha having it as a, a, a record of us being able to help educate people and being like, hey, point them in the right direction. Exactly. Um, and, and if someone hears this and their friend – you know, would benefit from hearing this, then they can just sort of gently suggest it to them as well. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, because you don't know what you don't know. Exactly. And so, the more, like, more education is never a bad thing. Mm -hmm. That's like, it's impossible. Yeah. You, the more education for everyone, the better. Exactly. And it's a great catalog what we've done. We're like, we're 80 episodes in now. Well, plus. 80 plus the ones we didn't right? number. Yeah. So, it's probably like closer to 90. Or, so, we're, 90. we're almost, because we're coming up on two years. So, it's like probably almost 100. Yeah, exactly. Know? And, um, and it's so good to use it as a catalog. Like, oh, if people ask me all the time questions, listen to episode this mm. and listen to episode that. And, and that way it gives people the thing. So, you know, obviously everyone that's listening, every single episode, I thank you guys because it's yeah. so good. We're getting more and more. Every week yeah. we're always getting more and more. Really interesting. Um, um, I noticed since 
um, and probably more so since we went on the boys podcast, we have pretty much like exactly even numbers from Australia and America now. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. How so, and then there's like obviously other countries, you know, Britain and all that. Um, Someone's committed from Latvia. Yeah. Latvia is always I on that I every saw week. I the other day as well. Slovenia? I yeah. Think. So, if you're like our number one or two or three, however many listeners there are in Slovenia, because it was like really up there. It was like just after, because, you know, it's like Australia, America, Canada, New England, New Zealand. And then it was like Slovenia. Yeah. And I was like, hell yeah. That's so cool, huh? Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. So, um, and look, this is universal. This is wherever you live. If you want to approach a dog, if you want your dogs to be cool with other dogs, like this is, this should be everyday life. And you learn that from- like, you know, talking about, you know, comes with the territory getting bitten. My last time I got bitten now was like at least over six months ago. Mm. But earlier in the career, like, especially when I worked at the shelter, and I think you're going to get more likely to get bitten there. Cause, it's a numbers game. You know, but I was getting bitten like way too often. Actually, in fact, maybe my ego was way too big back then. You didn't I'm like- a, I reckon maybe, and I think you've said this before as well, like you probably can't, like you take less risks now that you've got Leo as well. You've got more to think about. Yeah. You know well, after I, mean? I went to hospital and I could have- Potentially died, right? Yeah. Because that infection- Mate, that kid died in, um, was it Bathurst? I don't know. It was on the news the other day. This 18-year-old kid, this was a few years ago, but it's like a coronial inquest now. He went to some rural hospital and he had an ingrown toenail and he was getting like hectic fevers and stuff. And like, they never checked his vitals or anything. And like, the kid died and he, yeah. his body went to sepsis. Yeah. Um, so, you know, like something so small- it can Oh, it's so intense. Go really totally. bad really quickly. Like infection is like my like I'm not worried about a dog severing my arteries and no, stuff. It's like it's probably one of my biggest mouth, fears. Dogs' mouths are filthy. Yeah, exactly. And when they say dogs' mouths are the cleanest, like, well, like no. what are you talking about? I don't know. But there's bacteria in there, and of course, like this thing for an animal that can eat and digest raw. Like they need those enzymes and you know what I mean. Yeah. Like Shadow ate a bird on the, on our walk a few oh, nice ago. One. He <laughs> here's a story for the podcast. We're walking him along, and he this was like. I mean, he's five months now, so I'm going to say it was a month ago. Just walking him along and I'm like chatting to Rach and then and then he just like hit the end of the line and there must have been like a little bird just on the ground and mm -hmm. he just, he just man, instant, yeah. grey drive, ate the thing and like before I could snatch it, he swallowed the whole thing. Wow, extra whole. protein. Yeah. So, yeah, prey drive's a thing. Wow, he got full success with that one. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. Go shadow. Yeah. No, it's anyway. all right. Look, you know, these things happen, right? And um and it's important that um that you just be careful, you know, like it's a good lesson for as well because like I was saying, end of the day, he's a wild he like in he's got thousands of years of him being a, a, a wild animal. Mm -hmm. And like all the training in the world is yeah. gonna if he has that opportunity, he took it in a in a totally. millisecond. Hey, you see that when you want to go roll, you do a bit of MMA or yeah, or, or, or jujitsu training, that that Instant, primal instinct it, it will tap in and see yeah. the fight fight or freeze sometimes you don't know what to do and you're just stuck there yeah and then someone's wrapping you up sometimes you just want to get up and keep running or you're going to fight mode and that just happens like that it's supposed to happen like that that adrenaline kick kicks in mm. and we have a rational mind we can kind of process things if you don't have that and you're a an other type of type of animal especially a, a predatory animal yeah you're going into that mode straight away you know so um you be careful of getting bitten. It's not about crushing bones and severing arteries as much as it is about the infection that what comes later. Absolutely. So, you know, back in the day, I was way too keen. I'm like, and I actually, it was part of my mindset. Because well, one time you, didn't you get bitten and you lost part of your nail? Yeah, so this hand surgery, here, right? Yeah, like um, they had to take the cartilage out of the, the joint. Yeah. Um, of my um, yeah, that's ring fucked. finger. You'll probably end up with like arthritis in that finger. Now. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, like it's already starting yeah. to develop and yeah. it's bigger. Like this ring is bigger than this ring because yeah, right. my fingers 
actually a different yeah, size, right. you can see. Um, cracked my finger now in half and I thought, ah, just another bite, keep better deaning it, you know, and whatever. But this one, it happened because what happens with a dog bite is that it's a puncture. So, it heals on the outside, yeah, but then yeah. everything inside. So, what it's you like need to do is actually you got to kind of open shit, it yeah. and keep flushing it. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, and it was growing. After like two days, it grew and grew and grew. And I'm like, oh, I should do something about this. So, I called my dad. I'm like, what do you reckon? So, I'm supposed to go see him for dinner. And then he's like, oh, you should go to the hospital. What's yeah. wrong with you? So, I went there the next day, hand ho- um, hospital. And they're like, oh, yeah, you're in surgery at one o'clock today. And I'm like, what? I actually so woke they up. had to flush it out. They- I woke up halfway through the surgery because the sedation wore off and there was a big sheet next to my face and I heard them banging like they were a carpenter <laughs> yeah. banging on my house. I couldn't tongs, feel it. Yeah, yeah and, that, and he's like, oh, he's definitely here till Friday. And it was like a Monday. I'm like, what? And then I went back to sleep. But basically, they had to take some of the dislodged cartilage because the dog crushed it. They had to what clean kind of all dog the- was that? It was like a little staffy pity sort of thing. Um, got me there and then also they had to remove the fingernail because it was cracked halfway down. So, like, yeah, they just completely removed it. So- Luckily, they gave me lots of antibiotics on the drip sort of thing and that saved that because he says that and that nearly went into your bone. And once you get bone infection, um, your blood gets infected and you can die of sepsis, right? So, um, I was like, whoa, I thought a finger. Like, what's up with the finger? It's just a finger, right? But I remember my sister-in-law, she's a nurse. She was telling me a story a few years ago. She used to be in the ICU at St. George um, and she was like, you would not believe how often sepsis happens. She's like, I was working one day. Um, a tradie came in with the flu, young guy, like my age, 30. And um, he, w- he came in with like a pretty bad flu. And like the day after or the next day, his body went septic and he died. Wow. Just like that. From the but, flu. Yeah, bro. Yeah, well. Because his body became septic. It's mm. like, what the hell? Yeah. And we think, oh, dying from the flu is like such a rare thing, but like- It is, but it can happen. But, and but back sepsis, in the days- Like you, for your body to go septic, it's like- that's serious. It's really serious. 100%. Yeah. Well, like, Ken, 500 years ago, people dying from the flu yeah. much more than they're dying yeah. now, like how people die from COVID sort of mm. thing. So, it's, um, yeah, we have to be careful of these things, right? Approaching dogs is important, um, you know, and doing it doing it for the dogs in um, the dog's welfare and well-being and as well own. as for, for your own. So, I think safety is like, I think, you know, for pet dog training, like I think 99% of what we do is about ultimately it's about safety, right? Mm-hmm. Why do we teach the dog not to run through the door? Mm-hmm. Why do we teach it not to cross the road without being released? Mm-hmm. You know, why even even food, it's mm-hmm. like when I put it if I bowl feed Shadow, he doesn't just go for the food. It's like because when we're out and he's still young, I gotta keep an eye on him, like eating fucking birds mm-hmm. and eating stuff on the ground. But like, what's to stop someone um, you know, putting a fish hook in a piece of meat and like mm-hmm. him eating off the ground. Yep. So all of this stuff and like like as a dog trainer, you think Ten hundred steps forward, mm-hmm. what's going to happen? Yep. And then you come back and you're like, okay, so if I can control the dog with obedience, mm-hmm. then we can mitigate those risks. Hundred percent. Well, even we talk about safety. I'll go philosophic and go that. Well, we want our dogs to listen to us, to so enrich our life, so we can keep the dog, so our life becomes better. Yes. You know, like there's on that side of it yeah, too. Yeah, is that yeah, yeah. you know we want we want all these good things for our dogs, and also you want to pat a dog because you love dogs. Just remember that that dog may not love you either. It doesn't even know who you are. So, you've got to make sure that you're approaching them like as and, I- And is love, like what is love like from a dog's perspective and a human perspective? Like we have- A dog can't verbalize. It can't talk. It doesn't- it, You know what I mean? Like define love. It's like, like, oh, the dog loves me. And it's like, yeah, the dog likes to hang out with you. But yeah. like you're putting your feelings of what love mm-hmm. are onto him and he might like to be around you. You, yep. you house him, you feed him, you mm-hmm. play with him. And that's love, mm-hmm. but like 
it's also a very human concept. Yep. You know? Yep. And I love watching the black cockatoos, but I can't touch them. Yeah. But I stop and appreciate them. I'll be halfway through my session yep. and I can hear them crying. I, I can hear the black cockatoos cry. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. oh, and I look up and I just stop and smile, watch it. My, most of my clients think, way too out there, bro. And I'm like, <laughs> but they're like majestic creatures, yeah. but I can love it. I, look, I love I genuinely love ants. Mm. Like I love everything about them. I think mm. it's so cool, mm. but I don't have to touch it. No. Actually, it's kind of weird to touch you the ant. You can appreciate it from kill a it. So, I can look at the dog or the wolf. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, but what is it about touching? It's like it's a possession thing. It's a lack of impulse thing. It's a temptation thing. Yeah. You know, there's so many layers to it. So, And, I, and I, I'm saying all this, but I catch myself out all the time. I'm like, oh, cute dog. And the dog may even come up to me. I still even want to feel it out a little bit. Yeah. You know, because the dog could be sore. Or like the bulldog yesterday doesn't want to be touched on the face. I'm like, sorry, dude, touch you on the face. And that's going to be added to our list of what we need to do to help him because we don't want him to get bitten at the vet mm. and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So, be mindful, you know, injury, um, fear, and also um, behavior stuff. You know, those are the three main reasons why we want to approach them properly. So, mind your manners. Yeah. Well, how about you want to? I found a blue tongue lizard. Nookie was bugging her f- face off the other day. And I'm like, she's definitely bugging something. So I ran out there and there was a massive blue tongue lizard that was like crawling under the pots. Um, I want to get that lizard and make sure he's okay. So how do I approach him? Well, I get a towel, you chuck it over top of him, yeah. you wrap him up, put him in the crate. I took him up to the park and let him go into the bush mm. rather than just putting my hands on him. Yeah. Salmonella Getting can be mailed. one thing. Yeah. Um, he'll bite you and that sucks. Um, and they're scary looking as, as anything. <laughs> um, now, I don't know how hard it can bite you and how much it can hurt you, but- I think they've got pretty sharp little- Their teeth are like little I don't razors. have teeth. I thought it was like a- a band it, like it a, is but it's like if you jagged. zoom way in it's like uh, a jagged knife makes sense and it'll just raise you you know yeah it'll so screw you. that Big and like and they got a good poundage oh, i'm sure yeah i used to let my turtle bite me all the time like especially when i was drunk i'm like look at frankie <laughs> biting my finger um that's a book isn't it frankie the turtle i think so i think that's why i called him frankie yeah right he was my eastern long neck that. he was cool from childhood I'm pretty sure it was Frankie. I'm pretty sure it's Frankie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but um, but yeah, like how to approach it, or or you try to get the lizard and or try to pick up the dog and he bites you and you try to like f- go harder to mm. make sure you don't drop it because you're trying to save it and then you hurt the dog or the lizard or whatever it is. So there is a bit of a protocol and you got to do it correctly. So that's why there's always a slip lead in my car at my feet. And I, you'd be surprised how many dogs that I find that I have to try to wrangle them yeah. and either get the get them to the shelter or get the ranger to come to me or find their owner. Yeah, um, too often. But if you don't have a slip lead, you can always make a slip from a normal leash. You just use exactly the, use the handle, buckle through the loop of the handle, yeah, and then you've got a nice little loop ready to go. Hold the hold the G clip as the handle. Exactly. There's always a way. Hundred percent. And look, and if not, then if that's not found- to say that you have to chase. Uh, and we went over that already. You don't chase them, but it's not to say you have to like feel like the responsibility to grab every stray dog. Just follow call it the council at a good distance, or, call know. the ranger, away from the come. Yeah. Here's another option. You know what I mean? So, but approach them correctly and just like how would you like to be approached? You're out in the city and someone comes up and grabs the back of your head, puts you in a half clinch <laughs> and going, hey, man, how are you? You'd be freaking for your life and then you go into fight, flight or freeze yourself, right? Yeah, yeah. It's not like, oh, no, man, he's drunk and he's having a good time you still feel threatened and vulnerable. So, mm. we've got to think of, of that when we're leaning over our dog. So, sweet. That's it. All right. That's it for another episode. Um, you guys know where to find us. Yeah. Hit us up, Q&As. Follow us on Instagram. Tag us in your stories. I like getting those. Yeah, it's cool. Like I like that too. All over the world. And um, we'll Definitely. see you next time. See you, bro.